Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. The 2007 movie, You Can Heal Your Life. The movie is based on the book by Louise Hay. Uh, joining us today to talk about many of the themes in, in this movie and undoubtedly much more than that, is author of the mosaic Daniel Levin. Did I did I, did I pronounce that correctly? Okay, um, who who walked away from the opportunity to run a multi-billion-dollar company to hitchhike around the world and find happiness and inner peace um, among other things that that we'll undoubtedly get to throughout the the show today. Um, Daniel, thank you for being here today. I, I appreciate it. It's my honor to be here and uh, nice, a nice connection with the Louise Hay connection. I worked there for 10 years. Oh, d- and, definitely. And, and so I was a director of business development and together with the man who ran the company, we grew the company from $3 million a year to $100 million a year in sales. So it was a beautiful, beautiful moment in time where uh, quite a few of us got together and just made something really beautiful happen. Definitely, and 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 Hayes House is a very very good publisher, very Hay very House, good. Yeah. And Hay House became the premier self help publisher in the world, and and a lot of what we did at Hay House is a lot of what I do now with people, mm-hmm. because Louise had the idea that your thoughts create your reality, mm-hmm. and she her book You Can Heal Your Life, which you referenced there, mm-hmm. was about a diagnosis that she got of cancer and they told they told her she would be dead in a couple of months well when she came back to the doctor six weeks later for her checkup the doctor couldn't believe she was even alive he looked at her and said you look good what's going yeah. on but yeah. i feel great and she said let's do an mri yeah then they did a scan of her body and found she had no cancer and he said i'm sorry to tell you this you don't have any cancer and she said why would you be sorry to tell me that that's great news he said, well, it, it looks like I, but six weeks ago, I told you you were going to be dead in two months. Yeah. So she said, please get those scans out and tell me now what you see, knowing that I don't have cancer now at all. And tell me what you saw six weeks ago. She said, ma'am, he, he said, ma'am, you had full blown cancer. You shouldn't, you should not be alive today based on these scans. Yeah. So whatever you're doing, continue to do it. And what she was doing was she changed the thought patterns in her head mm-hmm. and, and, and so she was the leader in this affirmation movement that if you, what you believe actually manifests in your body as, il- as illness and disease. And then people like Wayne Dyer would come, al- who we published also there. Yeah. Um, who is one of the people in, in this film. Is one of the people in the film also. Correct. So Wayne, Wayne said, when you change the way you perceive the world, the world you see changes. And that simple thought, if nobody gets anything else out of this time together, mm-hmm. then those two thoughts that our thoughts create our reality and the way we perceive the world, when we change the way we perceive the world with the world we live in changes, those would be incredibly powerful statements. And I highlighted those thoughts in my own book, The Mosaic which is a fable about a boy who loses his parents two years apart on the same day. And when he um, asked the adults where his parents went, they say they went, he, they went to a place called heaven. Yeah. So the young boy sets out in search of that place called heaven. Yeah. 
And what he finds is not the people that you would imagine. He doesn't find the gurus and the swamis and the priests. He finds the trash man and the road worker and the blind woman and the homeless guy. And he wonders, why am I meeting these people of all people? But then every time, Brian, he sits with them and and Mm -hmm. hears them and listens to them and lets them tell tell him their story. He realizes the person he saw wasn't at all the person he thought he saw. A change of perception. Definitely. And he realized heaven is not a place with a guy with a better beard than mine and a big big G on his sweatshirt. Yeah. It's that moment of perceptual shift. Yeah. Where we suddenly think that we are this type of person, whether it's we have a mental illness or we we can't do this because of who, of, of limitations in our body, or we can't do a certain thing because we're not good enough at it. That moment where that shifts and everything in our world changes is, to me, what that that heavenly moment became. Oh, a- a- absolutely. Now, now, one thing I, I did want to mention, because I, I always like to, um, and I know this is not necessary, but I always like to anticipate objections to what's being discussed if there's something that... Uh, and again, it's not it's not always necessary, but I, but I do like to on. anticipate that. Um, one thing that I do like about Hayes House and, and Louis Hay in particular, and, and specifically the, this film, is um, I do want to note that there is a, and Hayes House has always been very consistent in, 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 on the ball as far as disclaimers go, meaning that they're, they're very clear about not dispensing, that it's not medical advice being d- dispensed. And there's actually a disclaimer on the, um, on, on the DVD of, on the DVD, which is that the Hayes House DVDs and, and books as well are powerful. So the name of the company, by the way, is Hay House. You're oh, did, Hayes oh, House. Oh, I, did I? Hay, H-A-Y House. And, and that's a bad habit on my part because I, I, I always keep saying Hayes House. Yeah, and, and, and you're, you're correct. That is correct. It is Hay, Hay, Hay House. Um, and to, to clarify, though, um, they are not intended to be a substitute for medical care. If you are dealing with any sort of medical, of any mental or emotional disorder are undergoing psychotherapy, are experiencing seizures, or have any other neurological and neurorespiratory disease, we suggested you consult your physician or therapist and use this DVD under their supervision. And and so that's one thing that I, I do want to point out. Uh, Hay House and let me say they have been very consistent and on the money as far as you know the, the proverbial. Uh, D- d- disclaimers. So I, yeah, I just want to mention yeah. that up front, so that good, anyone good who's who's and, going and, to um, you know attack the the, the podcast or what we're talking about, I, I do want to just put that out there. That Hay, Hay House and let me say have been very consistent and um, and on on point as far as yeah. And, and so let me try and explain it also because mm-hmm. we live in a world where it's either this or that. Mm-hmm. But the world actually exists in, in, a, in a place where it's this and that. Sure. So there's no reason if you're going through therapy to leave behind your therapy or if you're going through medical mm-hmm. conditions that are serious to leave behind your, your doctor. Mm-hmm. But if you could have a, a chance to improve the quality of your life during the, quali- during the time of your life, 
And whether that be just for five minutes or five days or five years or or yeah. five like or five five million years, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't, wouldn't you choose? Why wouldn't you choose? If your thoughts could change the way you perceive your reality, and your reality, yeah. a change of your reality, a change of your perception could actually change your reality. Why wouldn't you at least experiment with it? Yeah, exactly. It's right. Exactly. Um, and, and on that point, actually, I did. I did also want to mention because there's going to be a lot of info we're, we're talking about um, today, and I, I did want to be sure to mention. Um, a couple of crisis text lines um, as well. I know that in the U.S., you can text home H O M E to seven four one seven four one. In the U.K., you can text shout S H O U T to eight five two five eight. And depending upon where you are in the world, um, check your local listings, as they say. Uh, but, but yeah, you're you're, you're correct though. Um, as far as like just changing your mind about. A situation about a circumstance. It, it always strikes me that when I when I've been in and I, I um, a as far as you you'd made mention of this as far as uh, Hay House being a uh, a pioneer in, uh, in in a lot of inspirational and um, self help. Uh, and I'm not a fan of the term self-help for reasons I probably won't get, won't get into here. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen numerous, hay, yeah, numerous Hay House uh, books in counselors' offices and doctors' yeah. offices. I mean, yeah. I would imagine anyone listening to this podcast today who is in counseling currently, I, I challenge you. Look, just when you're in, when you're in the office. Look at the books on your counselor's bookshelf, and mm -hmm. I, I would bet money that you'll find at least one Hay House book mm -hmm. that your counselor either knows about or is on, on their bookshelf. And, and, and I love that point, but the truth of the matter is it, it really isn't important what's, what's there and if there's a Hay House book there or not, oh, true. <laughs> right? What, what's really, what really ends up being important is what are we able to do in our life to improve the quality of our life? Yeah. You know, we get, sometimes we get um, handed down to us, whether it's painful news or diagnoses or, or illnesses, we get handed down to us situations that seem like they're too big for us to deal with. And we buy into those diagnoses, lock, stock and barrel as if, the doctors were gods, as if they know what's actually going to happen. Mm -hmm. And to me, the beauty of the Louise Hayes story is the doctors told her she was going to be dead in two months. And yeah. actually, they gave her a month extra because she, they saw from what they saw with their eyes was she would be dead in four weeks. Yeah. And so can you imagine walking out of a doctor's office with a diagnosis that you'll be dead in two months? And what that could do to some people. Well, for her, she said, you know something, I don't like the person I've actually been. I want to try and die a nicer person than I've been. Yeah. And I want to try and change some of my thoughts around. And in changing her thoughts around, this might, this, I'm not saying this is going to happen for everybody who does it. Yeah. But on the off chance that it could happen for somebody, why not try it? You're yeah. going to be dead in two months anyway. Why not try? <laughs> why not try? Yeah to yeah. improve the quality of life you have during that period yeah. of time and see what yeah. happens. Yeah. And, and what I, I want to just put out, like everything about the mosaic for me and the book mm -hmm. that I wrote, 
just like when Mo walked up to those people, the homeless person, and he thought he had a preconceived notion. And when he listened to him tell him his story, he realized this person wasn't at all that. Yeah. The underlying theory of the mosaic of the book that I wrote is nothing is as it seems. Nothing. And so if nothing is as it seems, what is your diagnosis? Is that really what it seems? Yeah. What if it were just an opportunity for you to overcome that thought process that weighs so heavily on you and allows you then to open up your mind and your ability to say, I don't want to settle for this. Mm -hmm. I know this is what people say I have with, even with my daughter there, we, I have a developmentally delayed daughter. She's 31 years old. She can't speak like you and I speak, but you know, amazing things have happened from the time she was born where autism was autism was a, diagnosis that only people some people have then over 10 years later it became a spectrum of autism and then she yeah. existed on the autistic spectrum now there are people like elon musk that are doing things like that's called the Neuralink, yeah. and and he's created technology that they'll actually be able to insert a link into your brain that actually bypasses the the tendencies the the, the misconnections and yeah. it connects the brain to the connections of the body and they've seen in early testing that paraplegic people are operating and functioning as regular normal walking people the people who couldn't speak are speaking and so science and science and technology and and um just good old inspirational hope yeah have 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 really changed the playing field from what we used to believe was it was a permanent diagnosis uh -huh. to a diagnosis of, of 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 a new life that's possible louise hay was given a stage four diagnosis of no operational chance of doing it of living and yet she had a uh, miraculous situation they don't know how to they don't know how to still don't know how to do it you know yeah, but yeah. But why can't you have that? And why can't exactly. somebody else listening to it? Yeah, exactly. And and we're in a very exciting time, honestly, because we're at we're at a place in time where enough people are starting to to recognize that the the mental health system uh, per se, you know, just setting that aside, just go, you know, finding new ways, new new thoughts. As, as you're describing. Yeah, we're in, a time, we're in a time right now with, with look, the, the, the Donald Trump presidency, whether you like him or don't like him, mm -hmm. has brought everything into question. Mm -hmm. We don't know if the news we're listening to is fake or real. We don't yeah. know if the organizations we're following are giving us real information yeah. or, or not. So why in the heck do we, how in the heck do we yeah. know that our doctor, because he wears a white coat, yeah. is telling us the truth? Yeah. A lot of those systems and a lot of those mechanisms are starting to change. And so we need to, we're entering into a new time and a new paradigm of, of, of living where our own world can change, not based on what a doctor only tells us. I mean, I'm not, believe me, I'm not saying don't listen to your doctor. Yeah, yeah. I'm a listening guy. So I say yeah. listen to everybody. Mm -hmm. But if your body's acting up and bringing you an illness, why don't you try and listen to what it's trying to tell you? Definitely, yeah. My daughter, who's developmentally delayed and can't speak, goes through this process. And I realized that it took me 15 years to figure it out. When she speaks and she doesn't get heard, she yells. 
because she thinks that if she says it louder, people will understand. But people don't understand because of the way she speaks. Yeah, it's jarbled speaking, right? Yeah. So when she yells, she's just yelling jarbled speaking, and don't, people don't hear it. So yeah. when she yells and she doesn't get heard, she tantrums. When she tantrums and she doesn't get heard, then she'll attack, and she'll try and bite somebody, bite me, or or yeah. rip my shirt, or do something. Yeah. Well, finally, after about fifteen years, Brian, of this going on. She was coming at me in rage to attack me. And I said, Alisa, we can't do this anymore. You know, this isn't working. You know, I love you more than anything in the world. Yeah. You know, I want to understand you more than anybody in the whole world. You have to try and talk to me without words because I can't understand your words. Find another way to do it. And she stopped, she stopped running towards me. Her rage turned into just this joyful smile that yeah. melted my heart. And in perfect English, Brian, she said to me, I am daddy. I am doing that. Cool. And I said, what the heck are you talking about? How are you doing that? <laughs> and she took her finger and she put it to the point to, to the side of her head. Yeah. And what I understood from her finger going to the side of her head, that she was telling me she was putting thoughts into my head. She was telepathically speaking because her mouth couldn't speak. And Brian, I had heard her do that. Yeah. But I just didn't trust that that was even possible because I thought, yeah. who's doing that? What do you mean? What yeah. do you mean? Or like, yeah. That's not what normally happens. Yeah. From that moment on, I want you to know she never yelled, she never tantrumed, and she never attacked cool. ever again That's because awesome. she had found a way to be hurt. Yeah. So why do I say it? It's great if that was the end of the story, but I got yeah. greedy. I started to look in businesses and in families and in government if that same exact thing wasn't happening. If people, when they spoke and they didn't get heard, they started to yell. When they yelled and they didn't get heard, they, they started to tantrum and create chaos and create confusion. And when the confusion didn't get hurt, they, then they started to attack and, and destroy and shoot down people in a, in a square. Yeah. I started to look to see if my own body was doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. If my body was trying to speak to me and when I didn't listen to it, it just made the, it, it, it increased its volume and made the situation worse. And when I didn't listen to that, if it created havoc in my body and made me start to take notice and say hold it something's really not working here and if i didn't take notice then it would attack me and and then and, and take and take my life yeah and so what is our body trying to say to us what is our instead of just listening to a doctor and saying yeah. this is what you have and it's over what would happen if we actually listened to the diagnosis and said i got it Definitely. i get that i've allowed it to progress to this point where my body is actually attacking myself or my mind is actually attacking myself or I can't have a clear thought or I, ha or I, have, my mental, I have a mental illness that is not allowing me to function. But what if I could actually listen to it now? Yeah. Could, I, could I turn back time? Could I, could I, could I change that? Yeah. Could I reinvent this situation so that if I listen to it, it wouldn't need to continue to yell and tantrum and scream and attack? Uh, yeah. And what I found is it has. Yeah. There is nothing that is not irreversible. Nothing. And again, you're going to want to give a disclaimer. And yeah. Like, say, right? All the stuff that you have to say. Yeah. But, but what if for a moment you, you gave up what you believe? What if for a moment this paralysis that's the world of medicine wants to put on you, yeah. that you have an you have a, you have a un incurable disease? Yeah. That cannot be dealt or your mind is working in a way that you will never be able to change or you have this syndrome or you have this illness or you have this thing that can never be changed 
well, you know what? We're one connection. We're one person. We're one idea. We're one invention away from everything that you have and you think you have right now being non-existent in a few minutes. But you you know what I mean, though? Because it's like the mental health system is the complete opposite of of everything you're talking about. I mean, I, I I would love it to be as open and as what if. Yeah, as you're talking about, and 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 I emphasize that because I know that those who are listening today, undoubtedly have encountered the same uh, bureaucracy, for lack of a better word, among others. But it's words. time for us to stand up and take and take control of that. Definitely. It's time for us to no longer accept the the dogmatism and the way that it's working, because all it's doing is making us take more and more and more and more pills, and yeah. more and more pills are not making us better; they're making us worse. Yeah. And they might be making us functional for a little while, but they're making us dependent on those bills, which then have to get increased and increased and increased. And, and the state of affairs that tr- just entertain for a moment in your mind, the lesson my developmentally delayed daughter gave me Correct. of when she speaks and she doesn't get heard, she yells. Yeah. When she yells and she doesn't get heard, she tantrums. And yeah. when she tantrums and she doesn't get hurt, she attacks. Yeah. And look what the mental health institution does when someone stands up and says, I wonder if there's another way to do this. They will start to yell. When they yell and and the person says, well, I don't want you to yell at me. I want you to just sit with me and see if we can figure out another way to do it. They will create chaos. They'll start creating, saying you're crazy and calling you things and giving you names and and increasing your diagnosis and increasing your medication. And then they will attack you because you're attacking the system that is feeding them their, their, themselves and their children. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, I, I do need to interject another <laughs> disclaimer to be as responsible. You know, just to for, for those listening, be sure to have these conversations w- with your doctor if you are thinking about any medication change. Um, definitely keep, keep your doctor in, in on the loop, you know, so that they know, you know, that's the, the, their job to know. And yeah. um, what I'm what I'm suggesting is that you create a cooperative relationship. With definitely. Where, where you don't, where they don't have to be the authority over you, but they're cooperating in your wellness. Yeah, like the, you the, have a the, position to play in your wellness as well. Yeah, the the coordination of care, you know, keeping yeah. them in, in the loop. Yeah. yeah, but saying to them, how, like, what could I possibly do to go down in my medication rather than up? Exactly. That. Um, and, and it's funny you mentioned that because there has been a, in the last couple of years, there has been a, a very vocal back and forth as far as meds and the, these two extremes. And I just look at like a tennis match, you know, yeah. looking at these two sides and I'm just thinking to myself, okay, stop, <laughs> stop, just yeah. listen to the person who's, you know, you know what I mean? So it's, Absolutely. it's like. And and just like you give disclaimers on the other side, I want to give a disclaimer against the side that you're talking about. (laughs) Okay. Because my daughter, my daughter, because she didn't speak, because she was doing all these things, we took her to the psychiatrist and the psychiatrist said, oh, she's severely depressed. We need to give her antidepressants. And I said, I don't want to do that. But they said, you should have to do it. And so we gave her these antidepressants. And do you know something? The power of her mind. Yeah just didn't allow them to work they yeah. they didn't work at all yeah. and when i said to her alisa you don't seem like you like these he said no they're, they're not it's not what i want 
And, and I said, what are you talking about? These are just going to make you happy. She said, no, they're not. And as soon as we stopped giving them to her, she decided, okay, I'm going to choose to be, I'm going to show you. Yeah. I'm going to get happier on my own without them. And I just want you to know, like what we've, what we've, and, and I don't mean to be, I didn't think I was going to come on this strong this way. And, I, <laughs> and you can, you can not publish this podcast. If you choose to. But, but what you brought it up by talking about Louise Hay. Yeah. And what Louise Hay brought to this world, what my daughter is bringing to me in this world, what my own body is bringing to me in yeah. this world, is our mind is so much more powerful than we give it credit for. Absolutely. And when we start to cooperate with our mind, rather than the millions of people that are telling us what our mind believes is crazy, and I'm not saying that crazy people should trust in the power of their mind entirely. If your mind, if you know you can't trust your mind, don't trust your mind. Yeah. But I'm talking about. And, and just to clarify, you're using crazy in you know air quotes or quotes. In air quotes, and, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> big air quotes. Yeah. But but if you are if you are functional, <laughs> and if you believe that you can do something about your well-being. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That you've handed it over to your doctors and your doc- and it just doesn't seem to be getting any better. It might be maintaining itself at a certain mm. level, but it doesn't yeah. seem to be improving. Yeah. Go to your doctor and ask them, what can I do with my mind? Definitely. How can I use my mind to supplement the work that we're doing? To work alongside with, to cooperate, to mosaic with, like exactly, and the beautiful yeah. thing about a mosaic is we're not we're not changing pieces one piece for another. We're connecting pieces. Definitely. So how can we use the full resources of what we have available to us? Yeah. To make our healing work because yeah. it's not really working right now. Oh, absolutely, and, and I'm so happy that you're you're on the show. Um, this is something that people will be hearing at the beginning of the year, and I'm I'm so happy that you're on the show in January at the beginning of the year, because this is a time when people are evaluating what's working and what's not working for yeah. them. And, um, and and that's something that, that that's worth repeating is everything that, that you're saying. Um, yeah. Keeping you know your doctor in the loop and, and having those, those conversations and, and asking them, you know, what can I um, do to... Um, so yeah, that's absolutely... Um, because everything you're talking about, everything Louise Hay is talking about and everything that, that you're talking about right now, that's something that pertains equally to someone who has bipolar diagnosis, someone who has ADHD diagnosis. This is across the board. Totally, totally. It's And, and, and all I'm saying is... Everything about the mosaic, when it told me that nothing is as, as it seems, in the work that I do with people, they'll say to me statements that are stories that they've made up that they now believe are facts. Yeah. And all I'll do is say to them, that's interesting, but what if that weren't true? Yeah. But it is true. Okay, I, I get that you think it is. Yeah. But is there any small possibility that it's not true? Yeah, there's always a possibility it's not true. Sit there for a minute. Mm-hmm. Sit in that small possibility that it's not true. What does that possibility look like to you if what you're saying is not true? Yeah. And look at the vigor and the vile that we that we hold our belief systems at. All you have to do is turn on a political debate. Yeah. And and you can see it right in front of your eyes. Yeah. But yeah. but none of them know neither the Democrat nor the Republican, neither the liberal, neither the conservative. Mm-hmm. 
have any idea what's really true or not. They yeah. think they do. They say yeah. they do. Yeah. But somewhere in between, innovation and healing comes when we listen to each other, when we, when we take the ideas that are unlike our ideas and match them with our ideas and create something new and inventive and exciting that allows us to create a new perception, a new reality, a new, a new way of doing things that is neither your way nor my way, it's our way. And we become together a, a force that goes towards our healing. Mm -hmm. That's the same exact thing I'm saying do with your doctor. Definitely. Now, what would um, I know that there's many people listening to today that, as I said, aren't doing too well. It might be that it takes all their all their strengths just to maybe get out of bed or or just to listen to this podcast or, or just just to, to re read your book. And what would you, what would you say to those like for the next the next baby step that they could take? Like if they the first baby step is listening to the podcast or, or reading the mosaic, what would, what would be the next baby step that you would? So I would, I would, if people are doing, not doing that, are doing that poorly, mm -hmm. what I would say is, is go on Amazon and get the audio version. It's three hours mm -hmm. and 11 minutes and just, just close your eyes, listen to yeah, it, just, sit cool. and just go listen to it as you go to bed, just allow it to just uh, allow the story to integrate into you and just see what will happen mm -hmm. because there's a vibration in it as well. The other thing that I would just say to people is, you have no idea how close you are to being past all of this. Yeah. You know, they talk about this, this story that they tell of the man who was digging and digging and digging, and he decided to give up. He was three feet from the gold. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I right? heard you know that, that story, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and so what if you were only three feet from the gold? Yeah. What if, what if? you were, what if everything you wanted was so much closer to you than you can even perceive possible? What if you're just one moment away yeah. and all that you've gone through has just prepared you and softened you and made you, yeah. made you vulnerable and, and, and humble enough yeah. to say, I'll, I'll do whatever I have to do. Yeah. And you, and, and you know what, you know what, that could, that could be someone's baby step. That's that that so that so that could be equally a baby step for someone, and it could be a huge. So what you just huge. said that is that is a, a huge thing to, uh, to to remember for those listening. Any what everything that I would say to you is whatever you're doing. If it's not working, try something else. Yeah, and just take anything. It doesn't have to be. You might not. That might not be the ultimate solution. But start doing other things because if what you're doing isn't working, guaranteed, if you keep doing it, it's still not going to work. Yeah. Right. That's the definition some people give to insanity. Right? <laughs> exactly. Doing the same exactly. thing over and over again, yeah. expecting a different result. Definitely. Right. Definitely. So, so if you're not do, if something's not working, what do you lose by trying to do it differently? What yeah. do you lose? And and the different thing you could lose, you could try, is try and quiet yourself, and try and ask for your own inner voice. Yeah. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. Like I'm in a, you, I, I'm in a terrible situation right now. What is it you want me to see? Like if I could listen to what you're saying, remember, speak, yell, tantrum, attack. Yeah. Like you're, we're in attack mode. Yeah. Let's let's bring this back. Yeah. Let's bring it to the place. Like what what could possibly be, if we just allowed this to be? Like what would happen if we just 
if we could just hear what it is you're trying to say, what do you want me to say? What are you trying to say? Yeah. Stop doing what you're, what I'm doing. Okay, great. What would you like me to do? Try and listen for that. And you'll be surprised. You will hear an inner voice. If you're, if you, if you continue to ask, if you continue to knock on any door, eventually someone will open it. Just keep knocking on that door. Just keep asking, just keep listening. The problem in the Western culture is we talk a lot and we don't listen very much. Even in our prayers, we speak our prayers. In the East, they, they close their eyes and they meditate. They ask for a prayer and then they shut up and they listen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to invite people to just shut up and listen a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Right? And Absolutely. be kind to yourself. Just be patient. Just like you may not hear anything the first time. You may not hear anything the hundredth time. Yeah. But if you know that you come to that place and you say, I'm going to continue to ask until you give me an answer. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you're going to get an answer because they're going to get tired of hearing your voice. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Definitely. Absolutely. And, and it's worth noting also that, um, you know, for those listening um, today, wherever you may, might be, whatever um, hurdle that you're facing you're definitely not alone Um, you are not alone I just want to emphasize that because with what you're saying this is these are you know equally baby steps and giant steps and humongous steps depending on where where you are in in your your recovery Um, so again I'm, I'm so happy to have you on um and this time of year especially thank you when and remember the, that and remember the 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 information that brian's already given you if you're in trouble there are hotlines to just about anything you can get someone to listen to you any point in time call those hotlines don't be don't be too proud if you need help reach out for help all of us need help at one point or another definitely definitely um, so as, as we wind down uh, for this episode, I, I do want to mention just, just a few more resources. Um, I know that there is Mental Health America, MHANational.org. There's also NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI.org. There's also MadInAmerica.com. Uh, now, um, Daniel, how would people get in contact with you if they have any, any questions and want, want to learn more about the, the mosaic and yeah, so with you. you're going to have you. I think I sent you my website. Exactly. And so I'll have it linked up when the show's uploaded in both of those in both of the websites. There's a contact page and you mm-hmm. can reach out to me. I really encourage people to reach out to me. I would love to hear what's what's going on. Uh, I would love to invite you to challenge the way you're looking at your life. I would love to invite you to take participation in your life. You know, here's another baby step, if I might add. Can I yeah. go? Have, we have time for Yeah, that? absolutely. Definitely. One of the things that people don't even realize is the power of the very air that they breathe. Sure. You know, we can go months without food. Yeah. We can go weeks without water. But we can't go a minute. We, we can maybe go a minute, minute, two minutes yeah. without air. Yeah. And so, and yet we give over the process of breathing to our subconscious mind because it's too complicated for us to remember to breathe all the time. So we give it to our subconscious mind. Yeah, yeah. But that's the very thing that keeps us alive. Definitely. So when you look at the very thing that keeps us alive, the way you do the thing that keeps us alive 
also affects the quality of the life that you have. Sure. So if you think about it, how are you breathing? Most people spend their life breathing a shallow inhalation and a shallow exhalation. We just breathe in and breathe out, breathe in and breathe out. We don't give it much thought. Yeah. Well, if we're only taking a little in from the world and we're only giving back to the world a little bit, yeah. there are some people that would call that a shallow existence as well. I'm not saying sure. that. Yeah. But you can frisk the same charge. It doesn't cost any more. more. It's one of the few things that you can have more of without paying more for it. You can allow yourself to take a deep inhalation and to take a deep exhalation. And in the process of taking five or 10 deep inhalations and deep exhalations, I challenge you to see if it doesn't help to relax you. I challenge you to see if it doesn't help to bring you more peace of mind. I challenge you if in the very process of just inviting into you a fresh new energy through the inhalation that you take and exhaling out of you all the stale old energy that's in you, inviting into the new, the new process of thinking, the new process of being, and expelling out of you all the neuroses and all the thoughts that you think you have and all the things that people have told you you are, just exhale them right out. And allow this fresh new energy to come into you. Just see what happens. I, I, you don't have to believe me. <laughs> the, the beauty of this is you'll experience what you'll experience yeah. for yourself. And that'd be like, like a homework assignment for those homework. listening today. <laughs> yeah, or a play work. Just like, yeah. like you're breathing anyway. It doesn't, have to be, it doesn't have to be a chore that you yeah. have to do. Like you, We're breathing every day. It's a chore. We just are doing it. Yeah. just enjoy the process yeah. of breathing yeah like what would happen if you invited the world more into your into your being and you gave yeah. more of yourself back to the world yeah. just for your breath yeah uh, it might just change everything about you you have no idea until you try it definitely absolutely do it three times do it five times yeah. do it ten times a day yeah. do it a hundred times yeah. do it a thousand times <laughs> do it as many times as you feel comfortable doing it but if you even do it one time you'll feel the difference definitely Definitely, and and so thank you, thank thank you for that. Um, appreciate it. And and this this episode is has really been jam packed. I would say a lot. <laughs> it really has been. So thank th- um, thank you so much for being here today. I, I really appreciate it. I I, I say so thank you, and please invite your people again and again to go to Amazon, pick up a copy of the Mosaic, either audio or Kindle or hard copy. Um, I believe it's an enjoyable little story that will take them a few hours to read Definitely. and, and it will change your life. Definitely. Well, well, thanks. Thanks again for being here today. Um, thank you. Those of you at home or at work or driving home from work or wherever you may be, um, stay safe, everyone. And, um, talk to you next time. Uh, bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. <laughs>